Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the charity try to pitch your free throws because they're free. Joshua Fisher, Alexander Tosopoulos, and Nikki Snacks. Kreider, it has been a wild weekend of sports. We had a good weekend. We recorded some podcasts with Rudy Gay, DeMar DeRose, and Zach Randolph on the production side. That was a lot of fun. I uh, got to hear some NBA superstars talk with each other because usually when we talk with basketball players, we're talking to them as, you know, spectators, analysts, and quite frankly, fans. Um, but hearing them talk to each other in a more candid way was, I thought, really rewarding. Obviously, there's deeper conversations that they have, and you can go check out their shows. You can go check out any of the shows that we are on or produce at Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V. Go to Believe.com today. What kind of podcast do you like? You like a team? You like the Bengals? We got that. You like the Padres? We got that. Not only do we have that, it's actually hosted by our very own Nikki Snacks, Nikki Nikki Snacks Kreider. Ring the Nikki Snacks, Nikki Nikki Snacks Padre. It's just the name. Ring the bell. Pods talk. I I got it. I just got to slow it down. And then we also have Horns Up talking Texas pod. That's a Texas Longhorn pod. The three of us host that with Quan Cosby. Toss is about to start a Mavs pod. When is that? When is that airing? Uh, We will be. It'll it'll be myself and Kevin Gray Jr. of 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, and we will be releasing our first episode prior to Game Two, uh, so either either Thursday afternoon or Friday morning. Thursday afternoon or Friday, nice. That'll be very exciting. Um, and are you going to go on the Fan at all? You know, I'll uh, I'll have to talk to Kev about it, but KG is what I'm going to call him. He's the new KG. KG, the new KG. That's going to be very exciting. And hopefully we'll get you, we'll get you a player. Uh, obviously, Nick does it with Heath Bell and the Padres. We do it with Quan Cosby for the Longhorns. Uh, and we're the charity stripe on Believe. But the point being, Believe has everything you need. Former athletes. If you like underwater basket weaving, we have a podcast for that. Drunk knitting, sober knitting. Like Either way. If you want to talk about knitting on like a you know like a Monday through Wednesday or Sunday through Wednesday, you have sober knitting podcasts. If you want to go Thursday night to Saturday, you have a drunk knitting podcast. Insect keeping. Insect keeping. Yep. Bug keeping. Mm-hmm. What's the proper term for that? Is a real question. An an etymologist. An etymologist, and we have that because we have everything at believe.com. So go there after you listen to us because we're the charity stripe, and we'll be right back after a few short messages. Don't go anywhere. We're back, baby. It's Charity Stripe Pitcher Free Throws because they're free. Joshua Fisher, Alexander DeSopolis, Nikki, Snacks, Kreider. And we said in the first segment it was a crazy, crazy weekend on RM, but it was also a crazy weekend in the NBA. A lot of basketball going on. Toss, your Mavs and my C's were both in game sevens. Both of them took care of business. Celtics beat the bricks off the Bucks, and your game was over at halftime. Pat Bev, former Clipper, Knicks team, came out and was throwing a lot of shade at Chris Paul. And Damian Lillard came to Pat Bev's defense. And this is, of all the things I want to talk about this, because I wanted to be on Damian Lillard's side of like, oh, no, don't poo-poo Chris Paul. Don't get on his back. It can happen. 
But then you look at the situation and you look at the previous narrative of Chris Paul and how he's kind of, you know, obviously gets the finals and he's done, he did a great job in OKC. Uh, and he's always been obviously an incredibly productive player, but he's always elevated his team to new heights, just not the heights that you need to get to win the NBA finals, of course, and get what the most important thing in basketball is, is a ring. But I actually kind of found myself on Pat Bev's side. I feel like Chris Paul and Devin Booker, and as good as Luka was, and as good as the Mavs defense was, they kind of dropped the ball on this series. Because by and large, even Utah, when this series started, you said this is the best team in the NBA when they were up 2 nothing on you guys. And they kind of fell asleep at the wheel. Well, they, they were the best team in the NBA. They had 64 wins. <laughs> so what happened, do you think? Obviously, there's a, the Mavs played great basketball, but why are we sitting here once again? And now they're, the Suns are in a major situation because Chris Paul is not getting any younger. So in turn, I don't think he's getting any better. Devin Booker is up for a max a su- or a super max if he makes an all-NBA team. You're going to have to pay DeAndre Ayton. So where are the Suns at now? Is that their window? Do they just blow that? Yeah, I mean, if they pay Ayton, they will definitely be dipping into the luxury tax. So they're at somewhat of a predicament because I think next year, Booker's making like 33 or 34. Paul's making 28. Bridges is making 21. Uh, They've already paid Bridges, right? And then they've got like Crowder on the books for 10. They have Dario Saric, who they're still paying like nine and a half million. Campaigns making like six. Like this team, um, if they want to do anything, they'll have to package some of their bench guys and and flip them for like another vet, I guess. Like like upgrading Jay Crowder would be the, the solution, I guess. But it wasn't just... It wasn't just Paul and Booker that didn't step up. I mean, Bridges on again, off again. I mean, uh, I think people in in NBA media um, are are saying that you know he's a top he's a top five wing in the league. He's a top seven wing in the league. Like you can't score five points if you're a top seven wing. You you have to be able to do it on both ends. No one should have the expectation of stopping Luca because I think it's a it's apparent. Like even against those Clippers series the last two years. Paul George and Kawhi, while they won the series, they still didn't stop him. He averaged uh, absurd statistics. Like he's mm-hmm. he's an unstoppable player, and players of that caliber, um, they tend to do that, especially when the lights are are shining brightest. But I don't know. I, I think the some of the Bev stuff was was valid. I, calling him a cone um, is funny. But I, I mean, Chris Paul has like nine all defensive teams. He's he's That's maybe at this cool. point like he's he's not as good of a defender as he used to be. But he he doesn't give that much when guys try and post him up. Um, he's still got really quick hands. Like he's not a tremendous defender. I, I think it's just you got to give credit to to Jason Kidd and the Mavericks because it was clearly in their game plan to attack Chris Paul physically every single game and. Yes, it, it, he's playing some of his best basketball, especially in that Pelican series, the the closeout game where he went like 12 for 12 or 14 or for, for 14, whatever it was. He was phenomenal. Um, but guys Pat that that, forgets about that, ironically. Well, I mean, it's also a Pelicans team that was under 500 and, and you could 
kind of there's there's ways to flip on the other side of the coin and be like why was that game why did that game even go to six in the first place or why did that series go to six in the first place um but but i think that like we can't just we can't forget and we can't not tip our caps at jason kidd and that game plan and, and forget that chris paul is he's an older guy like you said he's he's 37 like and their game plan was to wear him out. And by the time game four came around, he had nothing left in the tank. I actually did like Pat Bev's point of like, sit him because you have to see what your team looks like when he's not on the court, if he's not working, um, not bench him for the entire game. He's not saying play Chris Paul zero minutes in a game seven, but um, I, I thought like the Mavs just did a really good job of, of taking campaign out early in the series. And he became unplayable. Aiton, and, and other bigs, same thing that happened with Rudy Gobert. Like defensively, when you have a smaller team like the Mavs who can shoot the three at such a high clip, you can play a center off the court. That That's what they do. Um, so I don't know, man. I, I think like obviously a, a lot of uh, a lot of slander on the coming the Suns way after that just pitiful performance, but the Mavs beat them. It, it, it wasn't like the Suns lost the Mavs beat them and that's what it takes when you get further and further in the playoffs and I'm super excited about this Warriors Mavs series especially as a Mavs fan because I actually think we match up a lot better with them um and I think that you know we won the the series the during the season 3-1 um and then of course the Celtics heat you know I I hope that we get to see our teams in the finals and I think it's I think it's feasible I think it's really feasible it's more feasible the more I think about it well first of all you guys didn't beat the Suns in that last game you hit him with an 18 wheeler and they were a possum on the side of the 405. You, yeah. you manhandled them. Gotta be one of the worst game seven performances of all time. It was, they were, Luca had scored the same amount of points as the team in the first yeah. half. I turned to you on the couch. I'm like, this is over. Like, I don't know. It, it was over. Is Luca becoming somewhat of a villain in the NBA? You think? No, I don't think so. I, I think like with the trash talk and just kind of like the looks that he gives and, well, I felt like it was kind of like, don't bite the hand that feeds you. Like, like the Suns talked first in this series. I mean, if you look right. at like everything that was on NBA Twitter and whatnot, it's the them laughing when they're up 2-0 and then how different they were in the pressers after it gets tied 2-2. Lucas says, you know, everybody talks when they're up and then he goes and, and wins two straight games and, and knocks them out of the playoffs. Booker calls, you know, says the Lucas special. Like, to me, it's just him biting back. Like, it's not... Mm-hmm. And... and Fortunately, he's a good enough player where he can back it up, right? Um, I, I, he does instigate certain things, but I think it, it was, you know, Trey Young, we called like a villain last year in the playoffs because game one, he literally bowed to the New York Knicks crowd. Um, so that that was, I think it's just a little different. That was awesome. Yeah, that was yeah, awesome. It, it, it is very different. Um, but I think that... The reason I thought Giannis and the Bucks were always going to be in the Celtics series without Middleton was because Giannis was the best player on the court. And I know, I know in the future segments that we have coming up, we're going to get into it more, but I feel like the Mavs do have a chance because Luka in the Warrior series is the best player on the court. And I think that was proven last series. And I think it's interesting you bring up the villain point, Nick, in the Sun series because Booker and Paul are like the two NBA darlings. Right. They're like the faces. It's funny because I think more than any other sport, besides the physicality of football, the NBA is so much like the WWE with personalities. Yeah. There's faces and heels and there's villains and there's heroes and guys write their own narratives. And Pat Bev right now looking like 
a heel looking like a villain here going after Chris Paul, who is quote unquote, you said a darling of the NBA. I didn't really like Pat Beverly going on ESPN and, and slandering a guy who has so much respect across the league, but he did bring up some pretty good points, as you guys mentioned. It's but, tough. It's like he also, doesn't, he also doesn't like him. Like they don't right. like well, they had that beef laugh season where he pushed him in the back. Right. That was not cool of Pat Bev. Pat Bev has flown off the handle many a time. But I'll end on this with Pat Bev, who started with him. We know what it takes for athletes to get in the media and how tough it is. And we've seen behind the scenes and we've preached to a lot of athletes. This is the this is how you should be handling your narrative and how you should be doing this, X, Y, and Z. And it's tough. All the stuff that he was saying was stuff that we've wanted people to say in the past. Right. Stuff that people you and because it's everywhere now. And and he did it with Stephen A. Smith. That was they were going tit for tat. They were squaring up yeah. in the ring together. And that's exactly what ESPN wants. Yeah. That's what they've been missing. Yeah. When Skip Bayless was gone. He's but he, he's an actual player. Uh really interesting stuff. We're the charity stripe, Josh Fisher, Alexander Sopolis, Nikki Snacks Rider. We'll be right back. We're back, baby. It's the charity's try pitch your free throws because they're free. Joshua Fisher, Alexander Tosopoulos, and Nikki Snacks Kreider. It has been a wild weekend of sports. We had a good weekend. We recorded some podcasts with Rudy Gay, DeMar DeRose, and Zach Randolph on the production side. That was a lot of fun. I uh, got to hear some NBA superstars talk with each other. Because usually when we talk with basketball players, we're talking to them as you know spectators, analysts, and quite frankly, fans. Um, but hearing them talk to each other in a more candid way was, I thought, really rewarding. Obviously, there's deeper conversations that they have, and you can go check out their shows. You can go check out any of the shows that we are on or produce at Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V. Go to Believe.com today. What kind of podcast do you like? You like a team? You like the Bengals? We got that. You like the Padres? We got that. Not only do we have that, it's actually hosted by our very own Nikki Snacks, Nikki Nikki Snacks Kreider. Ring the Nikki Snacks, Nikki Nikki Snacks Padre. It's just the name. Ring the bell. Pods talk. I I got it. I just got to slow it down. And then we also have Horns Up talking Texas pod. That's a Texas Longhorn pod. The three of us host that with Quan Cosby. Toss is about to start a Mavs pod. When is that? When is that airing? Uh, We will be. It'll it'll be myself and Kevin Gray Jr. of 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, and we will be releasing our first episode prior to Game Two, uh, so either either Thursday afternoon or Friday morning. Thursday afternoon or Friday, nice. That'll be very exciting. Um, and are you going to go on the Fan at all? You know, I'll uh, I'll have to talk to Kev about it, but KG is what I'm going to call him. He's the new KG. KG, the new KG. That's going to be very exciting. And hopefully we'll get you, we'll get you a player. Uh, obviously, Nick does it with Heath Bell and the Padres. We do it with Quan Cosby for the Longhorns. Uh, and we're the charity stripe on Believe. But the point being, Believe has everything you need. Former athletes. If you like underwater basket weaving, we have a podcast for that. Drunk knitting, sober knitting. Like Either way. If you want to talk about knitting on like a you know like a Monday through Wednesday or Sunday through Wednesday, you have sober knitting podcasts. If you want to go Thursday night to Saturday, you have a drunk knitting podcast. Insect keeping. Insect keeping. Yep. Bug keeping. Mm-hmm. What's the proper term for that? Is a real question. An an etymologist. An etymologist, and we have that because we have everything at believe.com. So go there after you listen to us because we're the charity stripe, and we'll be right back after a few short messages. Don't go anywhere. 
We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Pitch your free throws because they're for free. Joshua Fisher, Alexander Disciples, and Nikki Snacks. Crider, we left you guys off with a cliffhanger. We're talking NFL over, under, win totals. An over we like, an under we like. I gave you the over of the Ravens at 9.5. Also, over for the Colts. Toss gave you that at 9.5. Uh, Nick, you're up next. We went unders, 6.5, both in the NFC North. Toss gave you the Lions. I gave you the Bears. What do you got, Nick? Uh, I'll start with the overs, and I'm going to push back a little bit on what Toss said earlier about being skeptical of the teams that are projected to win more, the better teams, because every season we do see a couple teams that win 12, 13, maybe sometimes 14 games, and there are 17 games now to be played in the NFL. If you're an upper-level team, you should be at least winning 10, 11 games. I mean... Some teams that win ten games don't even make the playoffs these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you need to be, you point. really need to be winning eleven plus games to be guaranteed to make the playoffs. And there's two teams here that I'm going to combine to one because they're both the LA teams, the defending Super Bowl champion, and then of course the, the Los Angeles Chargers that we've been talking about, who have fortified that defense, who've yeah. got another year of Herbert, who have got offensive weapons now. There's not a lot of holes in this team. No longer a rookie head coach. He's got a year under his belt and. I think that team is really taking a step to maybe take that division away from the Chiefs. A lot of people are, are thinking that just because of the defensive moves that they made. So I like them over 10 and a half. And then coincidentally, the Rams also are at 10 and a half. They're the reigning Super Bowl champs. They got better, I believe, as well. They got better as, as well. Yeah. I believe that they continue and potentially maybe go back to the Super Bowl. I mean, I think that they're one of those teams that could legitimately do this again and repeat. And go back-to-back. I think they're in a position to go back-to-back as well. I, I think that the Cardinals, there's something in their way. I think the Niners take a step back, even if Lance is good. Mm-hmm. And then the Seahawks are going to be horrendous. Awful. They're going to be a bottom-five team in the league. You don't even know who the quarterback is there, and it's either Geno Smith or Drew Locke. Both of those guys are legitimate backups. So I think your idea that the Rams go back to the Super Bowl is not far fetched. I like your point that you know ten plus wins gets you a spot in the playoffs. If you have ten wins, like the, the Raiders had ten wins last year, that was a separation, right? right. The Chargers go nine and eight, and they were the lowest seeded, and team. they were the lowest seeded team. So you really are going to have to get above that ten and a half to really mm-hmm. lock in a playoff spot, exactly. Uh, but I do think it's going to be tough for the Chargers. All that being said, I think you could do it. I think it's going to be tough. You don't think it's going to be tough? I, I I really think that this is the year that they finally put it together. It, it's been so long. Put it together they, in what capacity? Put it together in the capacity that they make a Super Bowl run. So what? What is? What's the hole there? What are the holes? There's not holes. There's just that the other teams in the division are also really good, and you have to, it's a gauntlet. Okay. Like the thing with the Patriots, the other the teams are going. It, it is. It is a tough division, right? The Chiefs, of course, are always the Chiefs. Yeah. But you you can't tell me that the right now that the Raiders are better than Chargers. You can't tell me that the Broncos are better than Chargers just because they added Russell Wilson. The Seahawks were terrible last year, and they had Russell Wilson. Mm. I mean, they're at least the but second he was best out team for a bit. Regardless, yeah, they're the second best team in that division, and they could be vying for first. They could be vying for. It's just going to be tough. I'm not saying they can't do it. The thing with the Patriots and the Patriots are so good is we play the Dolphins, the Bills, and the Jets six times total. And you're going five and one. Like you could go three and three. And that's tough, and that's not. And if you went three and three in the division, like who would fault you? You won all the home games and you lost on the road. Like if you lost the Broncos on the road, is it that bad of a loss? 
No, I mean, there's no bad losses within that division. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it's just a tough situation. I think, though, that if they're going to do it, like Herbert's going to be an MVP candidate. Yep. I think Khalil Mack's life is going to be a lot easier. I mean, he had Robert Quinn, but Bose is clearly the younger, better mm-hmm. player. Also, he, he Eckler's life just got a lot easier. They drafted Isaiah Spiller out of AM. That was I mean, a great pick. That was a really supreme pick. I really enjoyed that pick very much. Um, but yeah, I, I think they fortified the line. Yeah. They went out and got more offensive line help. And they're really building a power. I mean, there's not a lot of holes. There's really not. Yeah. I also think that Staley has to be coach of the year type candidate for them to win that division too. And so, yes, he's not a rookie head coach anymore, but it doesn't, it doesn't change his approach to the game unless it does, unless he shows us that he, he can call a different style of football and he can be malleable with his decision-making. Right. I think he'll relax um, a little bit this year. I think Staley after having a year under his belt, he's probably had conversations with upper management, the GMs, the ship, and probably made some corrections. They've probably said, look, here's what we liked. Here's what we didn't like. Now go out and execute with all of that history being said. Yeah, it's also a situation where they're a lot better of a team, like we're discussing with the Chargers. Of course. The Chargers being a lot better of a team, he doesn't have to roll the dice as much. He's, there's less pressure to be you know, ballsy for lack of a better term. Right. He can rest on his laurels a bit. So I think I like that. I could get behind it. I just think it's going to be tough, but I'm rooting for you guys. Of course, what's your under? My under is the Jacksonville Jags sitting at six and a half, yeah, which it's a complete joke. I told you earlier that every year I take a bet for a team to win under a certain amount of games. And this right here, it seems like free money. Free money. They've got the Texans in their division that sit that are sitting at four and a half, yeah. which I honestly like the over in that. But... They should be flipped. Flipped. They really should. And yeah. the Jags, they didn't get a lot better. They they went out and you know drafted a guy that I don't necessarily think they needed at number one. I think they needed to protect their quarterback that they drafted number one the year before. Instead, they go out and get Trayvon Walker. Yeah. People were kind of scratching their head on on why that was happening, but Vegas had the odds really high for that. So I guess they were just listening to the sports books. Yeah. Um, but the Jags are just a team that has been in turmoil for years pretty much our whole lives yeah literally our entire lives and you could argue it comes from the very very top ownership you know i've heard things that that owners kind of cuckoo for cocoa puffs i mean we met his let's not dance around we met his son his son was nuts yeah you guys can go back and listen to that episode and sorry you know have that opinion for yourself that was but crazy interview but i mean poor trevor lawrence i mean he's got a second season there but they go out in free agency and spend a bunch of money on just a bunch of average players that not, not, nothing store. nothing splashy whatsoever there. Another rookie head coach, of course. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think this team is winning more than well, four rookie games. Head coach who got who who won the Super Bowl in the Philly, but then lost his way out. So we'll see how his second turnaround goes right. in Jacksonville. Like he's an yeah. he's a he's an upgrade. Yeah. Right. I mean, or the guy kicks him by the leg, kick the kicker in the leg. Like, he's getting sued now. Like, there's this John Lambo's like lost with like the, the Jags over this. Yeah. Or just yeah. Crazy. I, um, I think, I think the six and a half feels a lot like just uh, Trevor Lawrence hype, right? It just feels like this league is still considering him the prince who was promised. And if he is, maybe that's where they get seven games from. Right. And, it, and, yeah. but, but to, to us, and I think the kind of rational football fan who's watched struggling franchises like the Jags 
understands that uh, with a rookie head coach with with inconsistencies in the roster and and in the front office it really doesn't matter how talented you are there are so many things that you need to be successful in this league um that uh the talent takes back burner to to some of the other pieces that need to be in place for you to succeed hmm. absolutely yeah it's I like these over-unders. The Jags is free money, and I think that the or I think our unders are free money. I think the overs are going to be interesting. They always are, but I think the unders are free money. Honestly, I like all those picks a lot. Let's talk more picks. Who's going to the NBA Finals? Caesar playing right now against the Heat. Game one, Mavs, Warriors. Game one, Wednesday night. Nick, we'll start with you. Oh, gosh. I, I mean, I'm, What's your gut check? I can't, gut I check. can't make either of you guys happy on this one. I know. Uh, my gut check is the Warriors because I had them really early on yeah. playing well, and they, they proved a lot of people right. Um, and yes, I do think Luka is definitely the best player in that series, but they also have the following next three best players. Joe. Um, maybe even four. Um, Dis- disagree, but... You don't think... You think that... Who's not this, not right think? now, not not right now. Like obviously, all, all time, we're, you know they might have one, two, and three, right? Like Steph, Clay. Yeah. I just it's not the same Clay, and I I I actually would think that Draymond is the third best player in this series. Steph is the second. Luca's one, and and then fourth. I think that you have a real argument for Jalen Brunson being the fourth best player in, in this series. Yeah, but you can I, also throw the argument at Jaylen, Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole. N- I don't think so. Based off of that last series in Memphis, he had a couple of kind of goose egg games and he's not as good of a defensive player as Jalen Brunson. And I just think he's going to have a tough time defensively against they're going to hunt him on, on defense, every play Luca's going to yeah. try and switch onto Jordan pool. And we're, it, it, there's a possibility that he gets played off, off the court in some capacity or, or is more of around like a 20 to 25 minute. I mean, for and Clay's just not the defender that he was prior to him getting hurt, and he can shoot them out of a game too. And Wiggins, I don't understand why he was an All Star starter. I just don't because yeah, well that's he, he never deserved to be. Yeah, but, but the, the thing with Clay the is depth, though, is the like, depth for them is there for sure. Then the thing with Clay, like Jackson, Tyson, Jordan, bro. Game six. It's game six. If you guys get to game six, it's over. He was, I mean, he's that good in game six. Go look at his last, what, eight game the, sixes. The Mavs, the Mavs crowd is, is really impressive. I mean, all of these, all of these teams have severe home court advantage when they're playing on their home turf because playing at Tea Garden, playing at uh, the American Airlines Arena, playing at the American Airlines Center, and playing uh, at the Chase Center, the, the new Golden State Warriors stadium, um, are going to be electric for these home fans. They should all be really excited about these games coming up if they have tickets. Yeah, I mean, it's like the thing is, is like these are real top tier, not on the rise franchises. These are staples of the NBA. Like the Grizzlies franchise has been like up and down, up, up and, and down. down. Yep. Yeah, you know. So if they had beaten the Warriors and gotten there, and obviously no job, but if they beat the Warriors but, and got yeah, there, I mean, I think if we're looking back at history. You got to think, you know, who has won a championship within the last 15, 20 years. And the Mavs have, and the, the Warriors have definitely won multiple. And the Heat. And the, and heat, the, Celt- and the Celtics. And the Celtics. We got, we got one. Probably should have had more, honestly. Uh, My pick, though, to for the other other uh, game is the Heat. heat. I think uh, 
I just I just think they're they're too much to handle. I mean, I, I love what Jason and, and JB and Al Horford have been doing. Yeah. But they're running into a buzzsaw. They are running into a massive buzzsaw. I'll give my picks real quick. I think the Heat and the Celtics. I'm gonna go with my C's, just have to. But I think that comes down to it's gonna be sound very lame. Who the tertiary pieces who shoots better out of the side pieces? It's not about the mains, bro. It's not about the brisket of the turkey. It's about the sides in this one. And I think we're gonna get it, dude. I'm in. I think we're gonna get Mavsies. I I think I think, uh, so. I think he does it. I don't know what happens in the finals. We'll get there when we get there. But I think he does it. We got. I, real quick, I think it's. The, I think it's the best matchup too. I think most. Yeah, it's the most exciting. Yeah, I understand that there are a lot of Warriors fans out there. Everyone likes watching Steph Curry, but the the new wave of superstars with Tatum and and Luca at the forefront, like that's the best potential matchup in in my mind. Um, I Josh, I certainly think that y'all are going to win. I think that y'all are y'all have been the best team in the playoffs since the first series. I I truly believe that from a personnel standpoint. Um, I don't think anyone matches up to you guys. But you never know uh, what happens when you get into a series against the current best player in the playoffs. So that's that's the only hope. Because I think if y'all play the Warriors, I think y'all y'all make quick work of them. But I think if you play the Mavs, you just have your hands full with Luca, and that's what makes it most interesting. And of course, I'm going to say the Mavs winning it all, but I have to. Yeah, you have to because he's got a show coming up with the Mavs. Uh, Josh Fisher, Alexander Sopos, Nikki Snacks, right? We're the charity stripe. Nick has the Heat and the Warriors, and Toss and I had the Mavs and the Seas. Would not be surprised if it broke your way, though, because I think I had said that a while ago, that the Heat were going to win it all. Um, yeah, we'll be back in just a hot second for segment five. Don't go anywhere, guys. We out here. We love you. We're back, baby. It's a charity stripe. Pitch your free throws because they're free. Joshua Fisher, Alexander, Disopolis, Nikki Snacks, Kreider. We've given you a lot of picks. We've given you a lot of takes. And now we're going to give you some advice. Toss, hit them with some advice. Advice from myself comes brought to you by 10,000 because I couldn't give any advice without wearing comfortable clothes that allow me to be confident enough to tell you to do something. What I'm going to tell you to do is to go to 10,000.cc, use use the code STRIPE to receive 15% off your purchase. Again, that's 10,000.cc slash STRIPE to receive 15% off your purchase. Um, I've been wearing their seven-inch interval short and also the versatile shirt. Uh, it, it's the, their interval short is the most popular style and it's the most versatile style. Mm. It's perfect for gym days. It's perfect for times like these where I'm giving you advice, um, spinning mm. short runs hit that's high in intensity interval training. Josh, I know you love that and backyard workouts too. Um, there's tons of features like the silver ion for odor protection, no bounce pockets, breathable and, and lightweight shell fabric, no bounce phone pocket, so you can work mm. out with your phone in your pocket. That's that's huge. That's huge, um, and it won't be bouncing around all over the place. You know, this brand believes in being better than yesterday. A stoic dedication to continuous improvement, not overnight success. So, so again, just like Nick, Josh, and myself, go to ten thousand dot cc slash drive receive fifteen percent off your purchase. Uh, we love ten thousand because it's more than nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine. We That's do, very we true. Do. We do love it. And you mentioned that it's a you you rock the seven inches. For those who don't use the metric system, that is seventeen point seven eight centimeters. Oh, Nick. Cool. 
Wow. Trying to always finds a way in an episode to flex his math on us. Really? This is an international show. But you are the math guy, and that's awesome. And super super proud of you that you knew that off the top of your head. That's why I tested highest in my SAT. Really? It's it. Believe it or not. You did do that. I know. I believe it it wasn't English. I'll tell you that. Yeah. (laughs) It definitely was not English. Um, Yeah. 10,000 is great. Um, Speaking of. Uh, 999,000, even though you said 9,999, I do want to give a quick shout out on the radio because his songs aren't on the radio. We have a couple seconds left for boy, pistachio gods. He's about to hit a million plays on Spotify. So he does our intro and outro for our podcast, which you go check out our boys, pistachio gods. boys, pistachio gods. Yeah. Charlie they're a duo. They're a duo. Yeah. We'll see. Go, Dynamic. Go, duo. Listen, go listen to their song. Cactus juice and get it to 1 million plays. Get it to go. 1 million. Go, go now. Get, it actually might be there. I'll go check after the show. It's on Spotify. It's only, on Spotify. Right? Yeah. So Apple music aggregated. They're probably over a million. Maybe. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It's a great point, but on Spotify, a million. We're the charity stripe. Jack, both feet bounce. We're going to full count. Rip that puck at that putt. Hit your PKs. Cause they free. Hit your free throws. Why guys? Cause they're free. free. We out. Show. We love you. Brought to you. I believe BLEAV. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.